Hey, it's Mark Kinsley. You may have heard the announcement. Quinn and I wrote a book, and the book is about driving foot traffic to your retail mattress store. And I'm telling you what, this book is packed with more than 70 real examples from nationwide marketing group members. We had a room full of people, and we said, jot down a traffic driving idea that actually worked for your store. And we put those into the book. So thank you to the nationwide marketing group members who did that. We are so excited. Go over to mattresspodcast.com forward slash book, mattresspodcast.com forward slash book, and you just click on that little image and you, you can get on our list because the first 100 people to buy the book get dose tequila shot glasses, indestructible, totally free. And uh, we sure appreciate everybody that contributed to this book from Nationwide Marketing Group and beyond. And here's something else that's really cool. Coming up October 27th through the 29th, Nationwide Primetime is going virtual. We want to see you there. Quinn and I are going to be speaking, and we're going to have a blast. Put it on your calendar and check out more details at nationwideprimetime.com. It would appear that this furniture store is a complete joke. They get you to pay for furniture, and then after purchase, tell you it's all on back order and give a date of about a week, but then it's actually more like a month. Not the review you want to get, but definitely the review you want to know about. That is Dr. V himself, Alan Vonderhaar from Skelly Furniture in Central Mississippi. And they partnered with Podium because, yeah, they get lots of five-star reviews, but whenever a customer's not happy, he wants to be able to deal with it personally, and Podium helps him do that. If you ever think about the times that you are disappointed, it's because an expectation wasn't met. Whether it's a real or perceived expectation doesn't really matter. This was a customer who basically got frustrated because their back orders for their merchandise had changed. And unfortunately, that is the COVID world we're living in right now. But beyond that was the communication that they decided to cancel their order. They wanted a refund. They paid for by cash. But where they got frustrated at is that we told them we would refund them in a check. And the salesperson, at least according to this person, said that the check would go out that day. In reality, uh, we actually send out refund checks once a week. We created an unfair expectation, which resulted in their disappointment. But when I called and was actually able just to have a conversation with that customer, they were completely pleasant by the end of it. We create patience through communication. We're gonna to try to over-communicate, but we're able to do that because of our partnership with Podium. When you're ready to be like Dr. V and the team from Miskelly's, head over to podium.com forward slash dose, D-O-S. You're gonna get 10% off and you're getting a magically powerful tool that will help you create patience through communication. Podium.com forward slash dose. Dose Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dose Marcos. Hey, it's Kinsley. A quick heads up. This is a live podcast we recorded when Quinn and I were speakers at Furniture Today's first ever virtual betting conference. We had a blast. There was tequila drinking, and it starts off with Dave Perry. The question arises, who has the galaxy's best podcast? The answer, Dos Marcos. 
Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn have the Dos Marcos podcast. They've been doing that for years. I've been part of it on a couple of occasions. It is a fun ride. It is a challenging ride. Those guys ask tough questions. They get some interesting answers. And so we have decided Dos Marcos is going to be part of the betting conference. So you are now going to see a Dos Marcos podcast in the, in the making. And Mark and Mark, hence Dos Marcos, are going to talk about the betting conference and they're going to give you a taste of the kind of uh, magic and chemistry they have together. So we are excited to welcome Dos Marcos to the betting conference. And now we turn it over to Dos Marcos. Mark and Mark, take it away, guys. Welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Glad to uh, be part of it. Have you been enjoying the betting conference? And that's a stupid question because no one can answer us. So. They can answer in the chat section. That's in the true. Comments. That's it's, true. Been, it's been very active. People like Scott Smalling are all over the place. Yeah, well, he's going to wear I mean, all over the place. So hey, welcome to your kitchen. Welcome to my kitchen. I mean, it's kind of cool these days because we're in each other's homes. And if a baby like runs by in the background, you're like, hey, what's your baby's name? Or if you hear a dog barking, kind of the same thing. Unless you don't have a baby. It's cool until you, if you don't have a baby and a baby is running by in the background, then that's. This just, place is haunted. Get me out of here. That's I'm just, not sure what's going on. That's just weird. But like Dave said, I'm Mark Kinsley. Uh, I'm with Englander Mattress Company. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to my home. Welcome to a live edition of the Dos Marcos podcast here as part of the Furniture Today betting conference. We've been a part of this for a long time. We have. Uh, and I'm Mark Quinn. And I am one of the co-founders of Spink & Co. Farm to Bedroom Luxury Betting. And... Uh, recently um, joined the Sherwood team as VP of um, Key Accounts and Marketing. So we're fired up, but this is what we do. The Dos Marcos podcast, it is the best in the galaxy, uh, and we're glad to be here, so thanks. And we want to do a lot today, but before we do any of that, we're going to recap the conference and talk about some other things. we got a big announcement coming up. We do have a big announcement, big announcement coming, coming up. up. But first things first. But we want to congratulate uh, some people who are gonna be uh, Furniture Today's retail giants. And we have a lot of respect for these guys and there's a lot of time and attention that goes into picking them. And Kinsley, three of the four betting conference retail giants have actually been on our show. So we have Rick Anderson, who's getting the Lifetime Betting Achievement Award. Here, I get the cover right here. There we go. You have Greg and Katie Law. You have Mr. Harry Roberts and John Merwin. John, you're gonna be coming up soon. But you know, here's what I want you to do. I mean, it's... It's noon. What time? Yeah. I know a lot of you have been at home without pants on, day drinking. Okay. So let's just definitely go ahead and get an adult beverage. Okay. Because for us, tequila is the official beverage of the Dos Marcos podcast. And we're here to spread some joy, guys. So we are going to toast, actually toast to uh, all of the retail betting giants and celebrate um, what's coming to you because we have a really big announcement. So Get a, uh, a glass of wine or a shot for later because uh, who knows, we may have other things to. We can get some wines and some salt go. around here. Wines right there, buddy. All right, there we go. So this is to. Well, let's do the official toast <clears throat> of the podcast. So number one, yeah. this is to Rick Anderson on your Lifetime Betting Achievement Award. Congratulations, Rick. You've been a great person on our industry to get to know. You've served our industry well. And you've been on the podcast and always done such a great job giving real insights um, so congratulations on that. Congratulations to Greg and Katie Law on the Betting Giants Award. Harry Roberts. Harry. Harry actually teed up the first comment that got going. Well, not only that, but when we did our live speech at Nationwide, 
um, recently in Houston, Texas, Harry actually showed up with tequila shots because he knew it was the official beverage of the Disney market. So he, he came into the green room, fed us tequila shots, and then we were able to go out and do the speech. And um, so that was nice. And to John Merwin, John, congratulations on your Retail Giant Betting Award as well. We look forward to having you on the podcast, hopefully at some point. And so, to all you, the, the official toast. The though. official toast is here's to sleeping great. And living your best life. Cheers, Cheers to you. Cheers. Don't make a face. Mm. Who needs the line, right? Okay, fine. I'll take it. So James Perez, mattress firm franchise. When you're in the kitchen too, you just go behind your bed. There you go. James Perez, Mattress Room Franchise, in Corpus Christi, on the show, fantastic guy. We did a podcast with him. It was nine in the morning, and he didn't pour a shot glass. He poured like a juice glass full of tequila with some mango, and he took that shot, drank it probably three or four gulps. And anyway, so he told us that the official tequila needs to be Don Julio. We didn't have that, James, but anyway. I think the only thing that, you know, that didn't really make me too uncomfortable because I was like, hey, he's – Lockdown, people are having drinks maybe earlier in the day. But one thing that made me slightly uncomfortable, just for a moment though, until I started laughing, Dave Perry on the lip couch. Anybody see that? <laughs> You're a brave man, not. Dave. You are a brave man, Dave. I did not see that. And I'm looking at these, now I'm looking at the comments on to see what's going on. So no, I didn't see that, but um, I'm going to go back and watch it because all of this is on demand. So if you're missing any of these sessions, don't forget you can go back and look at everything for 30 days, I think they said. So check that out. But anyway, James, thanks for that. So here's another thing. We have a big announcement. Should we talk about it now? Should we do it? So we uh, were at a nationwide um, event. So 5,000 people there, awesome people. They're one of the sponsors of our show. As this podium uh, and door counts, and God bless you, the Pure Care people they used to be, uh, and they're all watching here. So all of you guys, thanks for, uh, for supporting our show. But anyway, we're at the nationwide event. And um, so we went on and we did this live speech and the, the whole conversation was around building foot traffic. So the number one issue, Kinsley, for retailers today is? Attracting foot traffic to your store. Attracting foot Some traffic. people call it footprints. Some people call it a stampede, whatever you want to call it. Independent retailers in particular need to attract foot traffic. They're always looking for ideas. A lot of that has been through the promotional vein over the year years, which as we've seen is not maybe the best long-term strategy. So we were talking to Tom Hickman, Mike Whitaker, Jeff Rose, the crew from Nationwide about the number one issue facing their independent mattress retailers. And they told us it's foot traffic. So we said, great. We're, we're kind of like these guides that gather up information. We're going to give a speech about foot traffic and how to do it better and how to think about your business differently. And, and so and, we did that. And we did that. And the cool thing about doing stuff like this is you always think that you have wisdom or information to impart on people because we're kind of a collector of that, but never fails. You go into it and we learned way more than I think we gave. And the retailers in that room taught us so much. We actually gave out biz, uh, postcards and we said, tell us what are your best ge uh, traffic generating ideas? So we collected all those. So all of those examples are in, in the book that we're coming out with. We can't tell you the name of it yet. Um, but this you just is the, made the big announcement. That's oh, it. We're writing, it, oh, <laughs> we're writing a book. No, so we're, we're not writing, writing a book. book. The book is done and it's going to drop you. in the fall. And here's what we need to do. That's Post right. the link up here. Mm -hmm. So we put a lot of time and heart and a lot of our, you know, just going out and talking to our contacts in the industry and validating these ideas and gathering up. What are the ways that you can build a brand that people love and drive foot traffic to your store? And the foot traffic is still the thing that's going to produce the most dollars for our industry. 
And so here's what we're going to do. The reason we took a shot out of these shot glasses is because on the back side of this one right here, I can't show it to you. It's a custom Dos Marcos branded shot glass. And the first 100 people that purchase the book are going to get two shot glasses and a signed copy of the book. So Quinn's going to post the link to the landing page where you can go to get signed up because our email newsletter list is going to be the first to know whenever the book drops coming up in November. So we're really excited for that. Thank you to everybody at Nationwide, um, Podium, Door Counts, all the help that you guys have given us. Thank you to all the retailers who have contributed ideas. There are well over 80, maybe 100 names in this book from people that gave us foot traffic driving ideas that actually worked. And so we're super excited for that. And also, if you want to go, like if you don't have your computer in front of you right now, go to mattresspodcast.com forward slash book, mattresspodcast.com forward slash book. And it's going to give you a little click through there so you can sign up and maybe be one of the first 100. Get these shot glasses. Man, you look good right there. And a, and a signed copy of the book. You guys, I, I just want to say this. Uh, foot traffic is about a lot more than you, you, you think the answer is easy, Kinsey, where it's just, you know, buy more advertising or do more stuff on, 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 on social media. The reality is that's a very small piece of what driving traffic looks like. So that this, one of the things that we talk about is how you connect with people in your markets too. That's a big part of what we do. And you guys, the independent retailer, you have a superhero power, um, way bigger than the big box guys or even the e-commerce guys. You have you, you have your involvement in the community, you have your personality, your image. You have a lot of stuff there that you can leverage. And we're gonna talk about that in the book and we're going to talk about it right now as we get into some of this. And the way we want to structure this podcast as we move forward, let's talk about what some of the other speakers have talked about so far in the betting conference. And then maybe we can morph into some of the conversation in past episodes of our podcast that actually apply to some of this stuff that we're talking about. So right about. now, I mean, the ball was hit to the fence and you hit the cutoff, man. That's us because we're about halfway through the conference. So we're not going to have everything to recap. But one, one thing we wanted to do in addition to recapping the conference is to actually give you dose takeaways from season five of mattresspodcast.com. So we've had everybody from Harry Roberts on the show, like we said, Greg and Katie Law have been on the show, and we've had lots of people outside of the industry like Doug Stevens, a retail futurist. We've had author John Spolstra, who used to be the GM of the Portland Trailblazers and the president of the Knicks. His son is... Of course, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat. So we've had a lot of really cool guests. We've had Chris Cassidy, who's an astronaut in space right now on the International Space Station. His brother, Jeff Cassidy, works with GoodBed.com. So we've had these amazing guests, and we've got, you know, we're trying to distill it down to two primary takeaways. So we're going to recap conference. We're going to get into dose takeaways. But, you know, right out of the gates, we were kind of like talking ahead of time yesterday about some of what is happening with the advice to get online. And Jeff Giannacovo, who's also been on the show, he, he's taken kind of a, a stance on this, which I really respect, which is what should we really be doing to get online? What does that mean? What if I don't have the resources? What about the fact that 70% of dollars are still flowing through retail stores and not online? So that has actually you know, come up several times and I thought it was a really good kind of piece of the piece of the puzzle to kind of dig into for our dose takeaways. And we saw a lot of that in the comment section as well. We did. And here's the thing. You and I actually got into an unexpected conversation about this very topic. Because I think that retailers look at this a couple of different ways. When you say to a retailer, hey, I want you to get online, um, 
I think some people jump right to, so how can I be a Casper or a Tuft and Needle or a Purple or any of those things? Um, I don't have the budgets and I don't have the, the knowledge or the ability. It's not that. So getting online isn't about that. Getting online is simply taking your own website, right? So it's a smaller bite, taking your own website, making sure you have the right marketing assets, making sure that you have the, the right product shots, the video, um, your brand is right. Make sure you can conduct transactions, which Podium is big with, and their, their text-to-pay program is really, really cool. But make sure you have all that set up. But it's, it's not, don't think about being online as having to be a direct-to-consumer pure play guy. It's so different because, you know, one of the conversations, I think it was Melanie Hewitt in, in, the, in the betting group panel yesterday said, um, don't look just at your foot traffic in terms of people physically coming into your store. She made a comment that foot traffic was down, conversion rates were up, which makes sense because a lot of people are shopping online. 80% of consumers go online to shop. So she said, you also have to strain, what is the web traffic you have, right? That's foot traffic also. It's not just people ringing the door. So anyway, I thought that was kind of a cool observation that she made. And think about going online in smaller bites. It doesn't have to be uh, incredibly difficult. You know, we had Jennifer Danko from Nationwide on the show. Yeah. And this really feeds into it because I think we as an industry need to stop the conversation about what happened. If you don't know what happened yet, you're probably going to be left behind. So what happened was industry disruption with bed in the box, D to C, players. I mean, we know, like, if you don't know that that's happened yet, we got to stop. I think we need to just acknowledge it, but stop recapping it and move on. So what do you do now? Do you play someone else's game, which they're going to be better at it than you? They're going to be more well-funded than you, or do you look at how you can compete? And this, I mean, Andrew Gross was on the podcast and he talked about the Lanchester new strategy, the new Lanchester strategy. And he, he said, According to this theory, if you're in a position of strength, you should, number one, rip off every good idea that a smaller competitor comes up with. And you should, if you're in a position of weakness, and there's more to it than this, if you're in a position of weakness, you should find one area, a thin slice that you can surgically execute something on that's a weakness for your bigger competitor. So if you're a smaller independent retailer and you're thinking about getting online, I'd be thinking about dominating a five, 10 mile radius around my store. I'd be thinking about dominating mattress store near me search inquiries on Google. I'd be thinking about making sure that my inventory visibility matched up with what was happening on my website, making sure there was continuity between my website and the in-store experience. If you offer delivery, but outside of 25 miles, there's an extra charge. You should be able to conduct that type of transaction as part of the purchase process online. It's not spend $100 million like Nectar is doing in national advertising to try and compete in that space. It's just not gonna work. So I understand, we gotta make the distinctions here and figure out how you're gonna penetrate, how you're gonna own your marketplace and how you're gonna position your business. Well, the cool thing about Nationwide is that they help people like do all that stuff, right? They bring them in, Jennifer is a great example. Uh, but think about even just starting here too. Like when you search mattresses near me and you're in your store, do you come up? You know, is your SEO strong enough that that's happening for you or mattresses and then fill in your town? So there's a lot of that, but I thought that was kind of cool. I think the e-commerce thing is obviously relevant, but it's also important in how you do that. Uh, and if you look just like everybody else online um, and your product offerings and the products you offer and your store and your about us section is cut and pasted from some business book that says, 
we sell products at quality. We sell quality products. At family prices. owned. Family and owned. Uh, if that's where you are, you got to really look at that and, and examine where you can take it to be better and different. And so that's what some of these podcasts that we've been doing have been talking about. And it's definitely what the book's going to talk about. Okay. What's dose takeaway? Let's, uh, well, hold on a second. Let's, All we right. kind of actually got into some of the dose takeaways there. We got so excited. Yeah. That we're into dose takeaways. It's like me announcing the um, book before we were ready yeah. to announce it. And book. that's what's going to be in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and we are going to announce uh, all that to our email subscriber list first, just so you know. So I love what Jeff Harris said. Um, you know, sometimes you got to pump the brakes and just define reality. And Jeff Harris with Furniture Land South said, hey, we are gravitating towards suppliers who are able to deliver product. And that to me was a simple statement that represented a much bigger theme, which is when consumers come into a store right now, they're sometimes taking whatever is available, even if it's not the perfect option. You know, you used to think about the endless aisle of the internet. Well, right now in the reality we're in, people want to limit their exposure. So they're not making as many stops. They want to have a product that gets a job done. So they're willing to compromise a little bit, but supply is going to win. And that's probably going to be the case for a fair amount of time. So those relationships, that supply chain, um, even if there are chinks in that supply chain armor, um, is going to be incredibly important. I think you're going to see innovation in the supply chain as a result of not having certain materials. We've already seen it with non-wovens going to spun bond for fabric and case coils. You know, people, the deck chairs are moving. So we're getting phone calls from people. I'm sure you are too. Hey, I can't get supply from my supplier or whatever. Our material guys are out of supply. Uh, people coming back because of not being able to get employees because of the government money that's coming in. Um, there's a lot of things happening. So I think you're right. Um, people are looking for uh, the exits in some case. So looking for change. And so Kinsley, I think the important thing here too is maybe a word of caution because even though the change thing might look appealing because you're in, you're in a valley or you're, you're in a hotspot or having issues, uh, the, the, the risk of change is real too. But uh, there could be big upside, so just be sure you're you're measuring that effectively. But you know, yeah, so there's a lot there. And one of the things that you know I've thought a lot about and tried to validate and, or disprove these assumptions. You know, there are times you know whenever you go into a purchase process, and we think a lot about innovation in the mattress category. And mm -hmm. I love the innovation. I really do think it matters to retailers. And to some degree, it can, it can matter to a consumer if we make it meaningful. But there's also a place for showing that we are using something proven that's you know not fairy dust and you know something fancy. So and that's where it gets into supply chain products that actually work, picking your partners, all that fun stuff. Great thought from Jeff Harris at Furniture Land South. So you know one of the things that they talked about yesterday too was the e-commerce bumped up to 30%. So the real interesting question is matter of fact, uh, maybe in the comments section you guys can leave these comments. What do you think it's gonna level out? So if it's up to 30%, uh, where do things settle after COVID? So you want me to read a couple of these comments? Well, here before, yeah, we get before you do that, though, okay. I heard uh, Bob Munkle, uh, Bob's good friend of the show, yeah. good friend personally. So Bob mentioned uh, in his getting, <laughs> it was almost like Jerry Seinfeld, celebrities getting car coffee and cars. Yeah, That's like what that was. It was really fun. I enjoyed seeing that. Um, so great job to Dave Perry and, and Bob on that. But Bob mentioned 50% as the number. And I think the clarification there. And Bob, That's where he thinks in. it's going to go. Well, no, hold on. I think the difference is 50% of units, not dollars. Okay. So half of all units sold at some point are projected to be 
roll packed in some capacity. I think that's what Bob was saying. Bob, clarify. We're still seeing the numbers around 70% of dollars right now, 30% of dollars being transacted yep. online. So yeah, hit me with the comments. So uh, anyway, Scott Smalling says he has a new name for our podcast. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> in the kitchen with Mark and Mark. Hey, we're cooking up something good, man. <laughs> so we need to do the rest of them. Uh, uh, Mark Knowles from Pure Care says, hey, what's up? Kevin Splitz says, can't wait for the Kindle edition of the book. Kevin can't read. You think that's what it is? No, he he said Kindle, not audio. Oh, Kindle, my bad. See, now that's- We are going to cut an audio book, though. My fault, my fault, my fault, Kevin. Just giving you a hard time. Uh, Al uh, <laughs> Dembrowskis, uh, tequila included with the shot glasses. No, but if you come to any live event with a Dos Marcos podcast shot glass, which you will get, um, we'll take a shot with you. 100%. Should and, we take uh, a shot right now? We should, yeah. We in honor it. of that comment. In honor of that comment. So you no, hold on. Out. You got to go back and say his name with confidence. Who okay, was it? it's Al Dambrowskis. 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 Mr. Dambrowskis. Al Keep reading the comments. I'll pour you a yeah, shot of tequila. Okay. Uh, Dave Perry wants to reserve. And if you are, by the way, at home and you now have your glass in front of you, let's raise it up Are we even allowed together? to drink tequila on a it's, wedding conference? It's in my kitchen. Oh. This. Hey, hold on. I guess a, a point of clarification. This is a podcast that's being now bolted on by the furniture of any I'm only saying that to justify what we're doing. So this way, by the way, in case something we say doesn't make any sense, we have an excuse that we drank, clearly drank too much tequila. So uh, Doug Guffey says, shot glasses in a book, value driven. You're right, <laughs> Doug Guffey. Uh, Jeff Janagova says, we're just signing up for the book now. I've got a credit card out. Someone take my money. Take my money, please. Take my money, please. Uh, Dan Saylor signed up. Jeff, I ordered your book as well. Great work. Way to go, Dean. Yeah, nice. uh, my sister is on here. Gary Quinn. What's Care. up, Gary? Congratulations to all the award recipients. Harry, you mean the world to me in this industry. How sweet. Bro, no more tequila shots. Uh, I should have read that later. <laughs> and uh, Perfect Care loves us. Pete Primo's on. Who else? Uh, John Randall, when do the Dos Marcos go international so we can learn best practices in other countries? Lots of innovation going around in the ex-US too. So good news, Kinsley and I have been studying German. So we're going to Germany right after we launch in uh, all Spanish speaking countries. So I just don't want to take the test yet. No, no, don't show off. Um, and then Dave Perry says, any international trips planned for Dos Marcos? He wants to go with us. At the moment, under the current circumstances and environment, not yet. Uh, but we can make that happen. For sure. And Mike Magnuson and Chris Cassidy, current commander of the ISS and brother of past bidding conference panelist, Jeff Cassidy, was an awesome disc market. So Chris Cassidy was on, we talked about Chris. Yeah. He's an astronaut. Please go follow him. He's on the space station right now. Jeff Cassidy with goodbed.com. It's his brother. And Chris is awesome. He's a Navy SEAL and an astronaut. He, he confirmed with us on our show that there wasn't a single mattress podcast he had ever come across in space that was better than ours. So I feel good about our claim that we are the best in the galaxy. So let's let's raise a glass. Yeah, and then to everyone, more and more. To everyone that uh, posted a comment and that attended, and to Chris for not only serving our country, yes. but serving our planet. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. There we go. There's more than one way to start the day. With two tequila shots. Oh yeah, there is no doubt in my mind, Action Funk Music is the official soundtrack of Door Counts. Because Door Counts is all about taking action to get out of that funk. The funk of not knowing. Door Counts is the smartest way to count retail traffic 
and then do something with that traffic and have proof and tie it to sales results. Our friend Luis Lopez actually won the door count system, installed it in one of his stores, saw how well it worked. He went out and purchased the system for all of his other stores. And he said, as soon as that camera went in, boom, difference maker. I knew that the minute I would install that camera in my store, I was gonna be able to see why people were coming in, where were they coming from. I was gonna make better decisions on my uh, marketing tools. I was gonna make that person accountable to, to show the importance of, uh, to our salesmen of every person that comes through the door, how much it costs us to bring that person in. All of that stuff ties in together. And then, you know, the CRM to follow up with the customers and uh, after they come in the store has elevated our sales incredibly. It's been a couple months that we've had it and I can already see the results. I've seen a 60% growth in our sales for the entire year. Right now on your phone or computer, go to doorcounts.com, book a demo, tell them Dust Marco sent you. Doug Lip was the keynote speaker. And of course, my first question to you is, yes. can you talk like Donald Duck? <laughs> no. But and just try, way, just try. I, 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 I really? Just try. I don't, my sister used yes to. Yes, and. Yes, and. So, uh, <laughs> this is horrible. So you're going to gift this, aren't you? You're going to like get me on recording and then, can you do it? Maybe you could teach Okay, me. hold on. Should, should we you... put up a poll question? So Quinn, Quinn is going to go trying to talk like Donald Duck. I'll go. Mm. And you can vote. Okay, you go first. So you bet. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, go, I, just I, try I, it. I, you have to uh, go. Uh, 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 um. Perfect. Is that good? I give it a 10 out of 10. That was, that was amazing. For effort. Okay. You should, you for so effort. let's get to stuff people want to hear about. Hey, so uh, Walt Disney picked up trash in the park. Okay, so when Doug Lip talked about that, yep. he was saying that Walt Disney used to walk around the theme parks yep. and he would bend down and pick up trash and make sure everything was clean because yep. that's the experience they want to create. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of uh, our conversation with Peter Bolton of Jordan's. So we talked to Peter for about an hour um, for the book. And we were trying to get a sense of how do you drive foot traffic? And Peter spent the entire time talking to us about how to drive foot traffic by talking about Jordan's culture and about all the wonderful and magical things that the Tatelman family and the team at Jordan's does to create culture. And that's what drives foot traffic. And it made me just think of that whenever um, Doug Lip was saying that because Peter also said, you know, whenever COVID hit and they were in a shutdown mode and they reduced headcount, the people that got brought back first were utility players. They were the people that could do many jobs or just had the spirit and the attitude to say, yes, I can pick up the trash in the theme park. I can make sure that things are done well. I can unload a truck and I can sell a mattress and I can sell case goods. So it, was, it really is a good takeaway from the conference to remind ourselves right now, contextually, we got to be picking up the trash at the theme park. And that's what's going to keep people hopefully employed and just making that extra effort and creating that culture. When things are lean at any time, your role is going to change and it's going to be redefined for you. And so part of it is redefine it yourself, right? So make yourself even more powerful, more sharper in what you're doing, expand your role, get more knowledge about other parts of the business. But I think it's a great point. If you're just hopping in, by the way, I know people are in and out. 
I'm Mark Kinsley. He's Mark Quinn. And I'm Mark Quinn. We are the Dos Marcos Podcast. You can go to mattresspodcast.com and find all of our 170 plus episodes we've done over the past five years. Um, we're so thrilled. Uh, thank you to Furniture Day and the entire team for having us here. It's been a really good time. Um, let's get into let's get into our Dos takeaways for 2020. So season five is underway right now with the Mattress Podcast. And we've got some good questions coming up. So after we do these two takeaways, we'll get to the questions. Bingo. Good questions coming in. So two takeaways. So how do you distill down an entire year, a year that's been crazy Can't. into dose takeaways? And here's what we've come up with. Number one, you win in the transitions, dose, media effect of stores. So let's dig into number one. And number one comes from our friend, Jesse Cole. The banana man. So the very first episode of the season kicked off with Jesse Cole. And Jesse's book is called Find Your Yellow Tux. And it's all about how to be successful by standing out. So Jesse owns a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas. And the Savannah Bananas were on their last leg. And they weren't called the Savannah Bananas. But Jesse knew that baseball was boring and it didn't have to be that way. So they have every moment of every game filled with entertainment. Mm -hmm. And during our podcast with him, if you just type in Jesse Cole when you go over to the site – you need to listen to this podcast. And, and one of his pieces of advice was almost like a throwaway, but it was you win in the transitions. And what he meant by that was what happens when you transition from the first inning to the second inning? There's a moment where people get up and go to the bathroom or maybe get a hot dog. What if we can create a fan's first entertaining experience? That's just one transition. Think about how many transitions happen in your business. What about the transition from the time you leave your house until the time you arrive in your car at the ballpark. Well, the Savannah Bananas send all of their customers, their fans, a playlist with bananas-type music to listen to on the way to the game. And then when they pull in the parking lot, you know what happens. Yeah, well, they hear music as they're coming in. But when you pull in the parking lot, you're actually parked by a guy in a penguin outfit. The parking so, penguin. The parking penguin. So he's there. He brings you and he parks you. And then they got a kid. They pay. He's got a number five on the back of his jersey to be um, the kid that high-fives everyone. Who's been very innovative, by the way. He's doing this type of high-five now. The air high-five. Air high-five. Air high-five. Yeah. So here's, here's how it relates back. Transition, transition, transition. And here's how it relates back to mattress first. What does it look like, right? It's, it, I think you saying it's a throwaway is actually a really interesting comment because do you really think about what happens when the person gets out of their car to come into your store? Like, is there, is, is there any that's thought the most, around that? That's the most anxiety-producing green mile walk of all time. So from the time I get out yeah. of the car and I'm going up to the front door of the store, I don't know who's going to greet me. I don't know what the experience is going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to be a fight, in a fight with a salesperson. And, and it's a transition. And it's a clunky one. Walking from your car to the front door of the mattress store and then opening up the door. What if you rethought that transition? Right. So when you walk in... Uh, number one, is there music? Can you even play music? So that's a thought, right? But when you walk in and you open the door, what's there? Um, no, no, let's go back to the parking lot. What about when, when you're taking the footsteps lot? across the parking lot? What could you do differently? I'm not saying go out and like hug somebody or accost them. Right. But can you think about, you know, a way to announce, we're glad you're here. This is going to be a fun experience. Confetti cannon going off. I know you can't do it, but think about that transition. Think about the transition from the time somebody selects the product and said, yes, I want that hybrid mattress and I want to take it home until the time they actually walk out the door with their receipt. 
there's downtime, there's dead time, there's time for people to have remorse, even in that moment of time. Even it's coming a, into your store. It's a transition. So what are you going to do there? When they get into your store, what kind of greeting are they going to get? But even bigger than that, like, what if uh, in the front of your store, there was something really cool, like a big stuffed Bigfoot, like we saw at Robin's at McCroskey's. It right? might totally, trip you up and you might go might down like you a It might attack you like it did me. Uh, but what if it's that? What if it's a, a a thing that you come in and and your image is on a screen and right when you come in, it captures your face and puts a, a funny hat and sunglasses on you? Um, what if when you come in, there is uh, some kind of really fun or quote or saying or you know what, something that you're committed to for your charity uh, that you're doing and it's right there. So it's unexpected because instead of hitting them with something that promotes your own business, you're shining a light on a local charity that you want to celebrate and bring money to and attention to. So there's a lot of things you can do, but a lot of times people don't think about that moment or the transitions. Or Kinsley, what about when they leave, right? So I know Great American Home Store in Memphis, I love, uh, or e even the Badcock guys, actually, what, one of the things when I was at one of their events, they said, when people leave our store, it's like they're leaving our house. So we get up and we walk with them to that door and we say goodbye to them, we open the door for them. But what else is there? Can you give them something to leave with? Is it some kind of cool thing? Is it when they leave, you've already captured their information and you text them something right away. Um, so how do you delight them and surprise them in a way that makes you stand out from every other freaking stop that they've made shopping for men? And it's all about the transitions. I think we think a lot about the sales presentation. That's not a transition. Think about what happens between the sales presentation and going to the desk or them stepping away to say, hey, I need, I need to think about it. Podium, uh, which is one of our sponsors, actually, if you go to podium.com forward slash dose and use the code dose Marcos, you get 10% off. So here's the deal. Podium is a transition ninja because, you know, I talked to Andrew Slesher, the map man himself yep. uh, from Sweet Dreams. And I was like, how are you guys using Podium? Podium is used in these transitions because from the time somebody leaves the store until the time they're ready to make a purchase decision, if they step away and didn't buy, he can send them a text with all the details about the product they're interested in. He can send them a, a text to pay link to say, hey, whenever you're ready, if you are ready, you can pay right here. You don't even have to come back to the store. But you know what? I, I, it's a transition. You could argue, that, couldn't you argue that um, that, that is aggressive and it's like you're chasing them out of the store. And then when you get in the car- Unless they gave you their cell phone, right, which but, is what, what they did. I, right, but what I'm saying is when you get in your car, if I'm at my, if I get my car hypothetically, right? And Bridget and I go to lunch after we've been shopping for a mattress, which I didn't want to do in the first place. And I'm sitting there and I get a text from Jim who is at the store saying, hey, here's the bed that you liked. This is the link to that. If you want to buy it, just hit the link and we'll, we'll have it delivered. For me- at one point, I would be like, that's a little aggressive and like chasing me out of the store. But in actuality, it's hitting the easy button. And consumers will pay and be grateful and, and reward you if you make things easy for them. And that's a good transition, like make things easy for them. You know, and even Warren Kornblum, Warren said, hey, we're not only said we're in the nesting economy, but he says people's time matters more than anything. And a text True. message, think about this. I don't have to sift through a bunch of different emails. I get to go to a text message and look, here's the deal. When you go shop for a mattress, it's very similar to my friend's business. It's not similar, but there's a parallel. My friends have a business that serves people who need in-home senior care. Okay. So when they get a phone call, they know 
the daughters, the sons, the family members are solving that problem right then. I think mattresses are the same way. No question. When they go to buy a mattress or, or they go to a furniture store or they even go online and they chat with you or they text with you, they want to solve that problem right then. They don't want to dedicate an entire week or three months to it. So the most responsive is going to win. And those are the transitions that you can break down. And look, here's the secondary part of that. Mm. Think about the transitions that are going to happen within your selling environment, within your store environment. But also when I say people win in the transitions, businesses win in the transitions, we win during transitions. COVID is a major transition. So how can you win during this transition? You can be the most responsive. You can have supply in stock from reliable suppliers that can help you service your customers. You can do all the things that a customer expects whenever you go into their home. So during major transitions, you're going to weed out the weak players and the ones who are committed and care are going to elevate. The home, the delivery. By the way, right before you started that whole rant, you know what you did? You widened. You widened. <laughs> I was getting ready, man. I was like, you widened your stance. Hold on, I gotta get to get more like. I'm gonna say something. Were you feeling unstable? Here. Were you feeling unstable? You were like here, and you're like, I gotta widen my stance. I like I was gonna, gonna get gonna, out of the like, pulpit right here. Was, my gosh. Um, so I think part of the transition is when they get to their home. Like, what a miss. Like, how many people get the typical like delivery experience where you bring something in and you drop it off and whatever? There are. I don't know, man, a hundred ideas in terms of, of things that you can do. I know we've given the one about the Christmas tree and the elves showing up with the Christmas tree and delivering that social media, what it does to generate yeah. social media. Love that. But what else can you do? Like, how can you make an impact in that transition? So back to the COVID thing too, this is a transition. And so when you've been in the market, you know, I love this story about Trent Ramberger. And in this transition, Trent, Trent was shut down. Uh, for a long time, and we talk about this in our book, Kinsley. Um, and when, when Trent was shut down, you know what he did? He couldn't be open, but instead he went to social media where he's got a great following and he started to shine a light on all the people in his community that were still open and doing stuff for consumers. What a great idea. So you get, you, you, you help them, but you also get credit because people are like, that's a really cool thing that Trent Ramberger did. So if I need a bed, guess where I'm going to go? So things like that, redefine your role. Even if you're not open, you can still serve a purpose. Yeah, I loved what Trent did. He went online, he tagged businesses. And instead of saying, hey, come buy a mattress from me whenever things do reopen, he said, follow or like these businesses because we need to support each other during this time. He wasn't talking about Trent Bedding in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He was talking about the Italian restaurant next door. He was talking about an in-home senior care business that he knows. He was talking about a barbecue place. He's talking about a, a, you know, a bar where people go and grab beer and socialize. He was shining a light on them. And he, and I asked him actually later on, I go, what happened as a result of you shining a light on these other businesses? And he told me that you would not believe the number of people that continue to come in and mention that mention what, you know, what they did to shine a light on other people and help them out. That's very cool. So you win in the transitions that is takeaway number one. We're in a transition and you have lots of transitions in your business and in your selling process, evaluate them. You know, one transition that Bob Munkle mentioned to me one time, think about this. If you sell online, there's a transition. It's called the moment I put something into my cart until I yeah. don't do anything. But if you have e-com technology installed on your site, which Nectar clearly does and Resident Home does, 
they have an entire team dedicated to abandoned cart. Because once you get to the cart process or the cart phase, you've entered some of your details, likely your email address. And it's a transition. People are clearly kind of in a be-back situation. They've walked away. And Bob said, quote, there's gold and then there are hills. And there is. And it's a transition that they evaluated and they did something about. The second takeaway, dose. Dose takeaway. We need to cover quick in dose minutes because we have a lot of questions we need to get to. Yep. So the second transition, Doug Stevens wrote a book, right? He was on our show. He's a futurist. Fantastic episode. I strongly recommend that you go to dosemarkcoastpodcast.com and check it out. But he talked about, Kinsley, how the retail store is part of the theater, right? So it's an extension of the brand. So the betting brands, right, who invest in their brand. Nike, as an example, they were selling to, I don't know, 20,000 different retailers. I'm making this number up. But he, they had made a point where they're going to pare it down to, um, I want to say, 1,000? 30? 30 majors? <laughs> 30,000? <000? laughs> I say 1,000. You say 30. You should definitely go listen to that You episode. should go listen to the episode. <laughs> we clearly did not. But the point is this. They went from here to here. And the people that they picked, to sell Nike products were the guys that were the good actors, right? It's the retailers who had some kind of experience. It's the retailers that were gonna support their brand. It was the retailers that were able to bring that brand to life in some way in a brick and mortar space. And so that's a different way, isn't it? To look at the retail space. It's not just a place to go shop, but an extension of the manufacturing brand as well. And this is what Doug Stevens was talking about. By the way, his name is D-O-U-G-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. So Doug is a retail futurist, and he delivered a crystal ball podcast with us. And he's the author of two books, working on his third book called Resurrecting Retail. And in it, Doug is talking about how brands and how retail stores are going to potentially operate in the future and, and, the, and the signals that we're seeing right now that speak to that being a real possibility. And so his big, his big, and this is like the dose takeaway, the media effect of stores. So what do you mean by that? Well, everywhere is a media outlet now. Like Facebook is a media outlet. Um, TV is a media outlet. Radio is, everywhere is a media. You can buy products in all these different streams. And he says in the future, brands, and even now, brands are being built online. And they're going to look for retail stores physical retail stores to be a media outlet where a consumer is potentially first exposed to your brand. Let's, let's keep it central. We were just talking about Bob Munkle. Look at what Nectar is doing. So Bob described Nectar's approach to partnering with like-minded businesses and they will invest capital. They will invest ad spend in those markets because they feel that media outlet, that store properly represents their brand and can do what the store with all its efficiencies needs to do to bring that product to its consumers and tell that story properly. Well, this is, I mean, this is like backtrack a little bit. Yeah. We're thinking about Casper, think about Tuft and Needle. Whenever they started spinning up retail stores by, by all accounts that we were hearing, they saw a 32 to 35% lift in online sales, where they put a physical store. We're not talking about in-store transactions. We're talking about within a certain radius, a lift of 32, 35% online. So the store had a media effect. It was like they saw it on TV 
but they transacted online. And I think we're going to have to wrap our heads around and our minds around this idea that brands are going to be built online. Brands are going to be built with likely a sizable amount of capital put behind them. And they're going to be looking for media outlets, stores that present their products and tell their story and create excitement in a way that matches up with what they want their customers to experience. One thing, and then we're going to go to some questions to, to, to piggyback up what you said. The brand experience is a big deal. We're talking about Nectar and the guys who spend money uh, to uh, Tempur-Pedics of the world, SSBs. They're, they're investing in their brand. You are the brand too. But here's the thing though. You can't say that the retail store is the brand if all you do is product price and promotion advertising, that is not brand building. You are a place to conduct a transaction. That's truth. So you build a brand differently than that. And that's also in the book, Kinsley. So anyway, sign up for the book. And there's a whole bunch of information about that. So how do you transcend being a transactional place to go versus a fun place that people connect? So that's a big thing. And that is... And this that kind of really maps back to this idea that you know, Jeff Janakovil and Frank Fleischman in the comments section earlier in the conference, they were having this real good, healthy, spirited debate about get, quote unquote, getting online. And that's where there's a distinction to be made. You know, can you, you know, Stephen Stone said it on the podcast one time. He said, the, the retailer is the trusted brand. The product brand gets them across the finish line. They need to trust that the product's going to deliver. And sometimes, yeah, consumers are going to come through the lens of the product uh, research experience and then map that down to the brand or sorry, to the retailer that that they eventually end up with. So it's not always a clean conversation in terms of how people are going to arrive at the purchase. But if you're not brand building, if you're not doing things to build trust, if you're not creating something that people love, you're just, like you said, conducting a transaction. Yeah. And if, if you're not building value in who you are, your people, the store and all that stuff, and you're just pimping promotions, you're not a brand. Your store. There's a big difference in that. You ready to go to some comments? Let's go to some comments. Let's go to some comments. Okay. So uh, thank you for furniture today, pinning that to the top of the comment section. We appreciate that. Katie Law at David Perry. Where did you get these guys? Katie, you know where. (laughs) We're hiding in some closet somewhere. Um, So actually, let's respond to Katie's comments. Where do you think you got these guys? Yeah. (laughs) Reply in the comment section and let's. Well, he found us after Katie kicked us out of her store. That's what happened. No, Katie would never do that. We are, hey, story. our personality fits in really well. <laughs> Katie would love to keep us in her store. Greg Law, on the other hand, he's another story. Uh, no, so Bob Munkle, uh, he would like to see it stay at 50%. So I hear you, Bob. Uh, Dave Perry says he's thinking 30% in terms of, of where it lands. Hold on, you're jumping Here's around a little bit. You're, t- you're going back to old comments I about am, I 30% am. of dollars. Being Chad, Chad Fisher says we can drink whenever we want. So that's good. Thank I like you, your spirit, Chad. That's a nationwide guy right there. Um, and yes, Dave Perry, we are expensing the booze. You'll be getting a bill for that on top of this massive speaking fee that we're getting. Uh, Joe Harris says drink up, boys. Okay, so here we go. Questions. Um, let's see. Touch on some of your favorites learnings from the Doug Stevens podcast. Okay, we did that. Good. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Salem. Let's see. How many retailers really think about the customer experience beginning online to completion through delivery and follow-up? And that's Ed Campbell. So Ed wants to know, how many retailers do we think really consider thinking about the customer experience beginning online and actually going through? What do you think? I think, I think, I think people get that, Kinsley. I think a lot of people actually consider that, don't you? 
you would hope, and, and I hear here's here's what gives me some some sort of confidence that people are at least thinking about the finish is delivery and the delivery experience and completing the transaction in terms of like having pillows, sheets, and mattress protectors on board and a consumer being able to complete that transaction in their home. I've heard a lot of retailers talk about that. They they implemented that. It's not foreign to them. So I think you know that's a good experience they're creating. Um, it's not everybody for sure. And they also know that you're not going to get that great review if you fail on delivery. That's a big part of it too. So you got to be good to the end. Alan Vanderhaar. We just talked Dr. to Dr. V. Dr. V. We just talked to him out at Miskelly. Not Miskelly Furniture. No, it's Miskelly Furniture Miskelly. in Central Mississippi. Central Mississippi. But then when you shorten it, you say Miskelly. Miskelly. Miskelly's. Or you do one of these. Possessive. You drop the end. Drop the end. That's Miskelly right there. Marcus. If you want Miskelly, you just go Miskelly. Uh, anyway, he says, what if you uh, put a graphic on the ground in front of your door? On the ground in front of your door. Stay six feet apart. That Got says, it. stay six feet apart. You have a disease. Uh, and it says, you are five steps away from better sleep. Boom. But I, I, would say, I would say differently, like our toast. Our toast, the Dos Marcos official toast, is to great sleep and living your best life. So what if you said you're five, step away, five steps away from great sleep? And living your best life. So great sleep was fine. What's the payoff to that, right? Yeah. It's living your best life. So we like that. Thank you. Great idea. Dr. V. Hey, I'm all about the live interactive brainstorm happening on the chat feature. Hey, great job, by the way. Real quickly, quick reset. Um, behind the scenes, Furniture Today has an amazing team that's doing a fantastic job. It's true. They're amazing at communicating. It's true. Making sure that we could have this conference continue, even though we can't be together in person. I'm glad you're here in my home. I'm glad we're, at least we're together. Well done. So the Furniture Today team, um, really a great job pivoting and taking this as an opportunity to continue connecting and to explore something new. No question. Great job. Speaking guys. of Furniture Today, Dave Perry says, how do you bring more fun into the mattress business? I don't know. I, we can't figure it out. <laughs> we do not know. That is something that we're going to have to pull the audience on. I think it's tequila shots for your customers. I think that's the answer to that. Hey, but seriously though, you know, Melanie Hewitt earlier talked about diversity. And I have this, like my brain works in weird ways sometimes. When Melanie talked about diversity, I'm like, I, I relate to that. Because when I get a diverse group of people together, we start brainstorming, we start sharing experiences. The first thing that typically happens is we realize, oh my gosh, like we have so much in common. And usually whenever I pull a group together, there's a lot of passion. But when I think about diversity, I think, how are we going to attract diversity if we're boring? How are we going to bring people into this industry who have talent that go want to go work for Coca-Cola or Google or anyplace else if we have an industry that is stale, stodgy, boring, and not fun? Nobody's going to want to be a part of that. Nobody with, um, that, that fits the criteria of diversity is going to want to be a part of that. Nobody, period, is going to want to be a part of that. So I think that we do, Dave, to your point, need to make sure we're having fun. And I think we do that by continuing to get together, continuing to highlight good actors. Yeah, I think so too. And I think another thing, Kinsley, is if you, if, so th this is something that I say all the time when I launch Spink & Co products with retailers. What business are you in? Think about it. Because if your job is to sell a bed that is going to deliver a result, there's no question. But if your job is to help someone live a better quality of life through finding a great bed, 
purpose changes. And when your purpose changes, it's like Southwest Airlines. You go on one of their flights and those guys have so much fun. And I think it's, it's, it's beholden of the retail ownership and management to make it a fun place to work, like Southwest Airlines. It's a fun place to work and their people have a great time. Uh, when they're on the planes, they make jokes in their, uh, on, their, on their announcements before you take the flight. And uh, Peter Bolton with Jordan's talked about how they really try to live it. Like, so the, the whole thing is, it's all about the experience. It's not just about the experience for the consumer. It's about the experience for your people, the people in your company, betting producers, retailers, all of you. Think about it. If people are having fun working for your company, then that is going to flow through them. Uh, into your customer. It never fails. It's always the case. And so I think that's one way to have fun is if you treat your people great, then they're going to treat your customer great. And I think that's an easy, super easy way to do that. Man, what do you think? I just, I didn't even widen my stance. I feel, I feel like you need to widen I didn't even widen stance. my stance. I was like I straight I felt like if that. I opened the blinds right there, yeah. the choir was going to start singing. Did you feel <laughs> Don't be such a wise ass. No, okay. I, lo I love right, that. You're right. totally right. I mean, that those are the principles. And here's the deal. One of the things that we were very intentional about with this book was filling it with principles. So there's not tactics. There's not promotional ideas. I want you to be able to pick up this book 10 years from now and dust off the cover, open it up, and you can do an actual reset on your business. So how do you build a brand that people love and how do you attract foot traffic? If you have no confidence in brick and mortar retail, don't definitely don't buy the book. But if you think that in a world that's over communicated and is tough to navigate because of all the noise, standing out and being different is a way that you can compete. And if you really believe in the mission of mapping our products to better sleep, and not letting the sugar juice companies do it and the pill companies and whoever else, you should, you should buy the book. Um, and, and it's filled with, and this is what was encouraging to me, it's filled with examples from people who have actually driven foot traffic to their store right. with real ideas and we, we make them principle-based. So they're going to apply regardless of time. Yeah. And so it's not just our opinion, it's people living those things out and actual proof of that. So here's a question too. Jerry Thomas says, how can retailers and vendors work together to make a better in-store and online experience. And I'll tell you, I think a big part of that is step one is exactly what you just did, which is acknowledge the fact that that is an issue, right? And so step two is how many times do vendors come in or you have meetings with a vendor? So a vendor like calls you and says, hey, how's business? A lot of times vendors are saying, how's my part of your business, right? They're not really thinking about the total... But I remember a guy at Dillard's department store, his name was Burt Rainwater. And I really respected the fact that he always brought us in Kinsley and he said, hats off. So I was with Stearns and Foster and Sealy at the time. He said, hats off. There was a Springer guy in there and a Simmons guy in there. He said, this is about my business today. I want you to help me figure out how my business is going to grow. And I'm sure as a buyer, right, they deal with that stuff all the time. It's always the vendor coming in and say, how can I grow my business? It's being intentional. So he would be intentional about that. Bring him in. As a matter of fact, maybe bring them all in, but sit down with them and have a conversation. It's not about anything else, but it's literally, here's the objective today. The objective is write it on a piece of paper, 20 idea method, and let's get after what is the solution? How do we, and according to Jerry's comment here, 
How do we make a better in-store experience? So work with the vendor. And I'm going to tell you something, retailers out there, if you want to solve for that issue and you bring the vendor in to be part of that discussion and they own part of the answer, your chances of getting them to fund the answer is way better than if you just come up with it on your own, send them an email and say, I need 20 grand to execute the following idea. So bring them together. And by the way, they're going to probably come up with some stuff you didn't think of. So it is being intentional and planning those events and being real focused on what your objective is. What do you think about that? Well, I also think when, when things go wrong, they typically go wrong at the beginning. Right. So if you're a retailer and you're looking for new partners, if you choose the wrong partners and you don't give them the expectations that you have for doing business in your store, it's going to fall apart. So, you know, it's just like anything else. If you give someone the expectation and, and what it's going to take to meet that, and then they go and, and they meet or exceed that, then you know, number one, you did your part by providing the input that was needed to be successful within your retail environment. And then you gave everyone that came to the table the opportunity to hopefully exceed your expectations and come up with programs and plans that, like Quinn said, tap into your creativity, tap into the creativity of the brand or people on the product side, tap into the creativity of the people in your store, mash those all together, select the ones that are gonna work the best, and then put them in play and find out who's doing what. Execution is so important right now. You know, I think there's always a place for creativity and we talk about it all the time. And I think that's gonna be just so important in almost every aspect of, of business because we are in that transition, but you gotta be able to execute and you should be able to execute with good partners that can help you. No question, bring them in. So here's the deal. We are almost out of time. So a couple of things. Wow, that flew. I know. Hold on, let's get into our stance. We did. We, we, we've only taken two shots. I thought we had an hour. We could have like worn at least five or six of those, but it's two for those markup. So here's the thing. Again, thanks to Dave Perry and his crew for Nurture Today. Awesome job. Thank you for letting us, us be a part of it and, uh, and, and share some of our thoughts and feelings about that. Second thing for me, and then I'll let you uh, take us out of here. By the way, Scott, Scott Smalling sent me a text and he said, maybe this is our new... Our new Dos Marcos gang sign, I guess. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, I like that. Mark and Mark. But what about, that's three. And this is, no, Mark and Mark. Dos and then Marcos. It, there you yeah, go, so, there we go. Oh, that's, Dos and oh, is that greater than? Two and then, yeah, I that's like that. greater than. Greater than. Uh, anyway, so we appreciate Dave Perry and everyone there. And the other thing is this. Guys, it's tough, man. Raw material suppliers are having a really difficult time on raw material supply. Uh, because of that, bedding producers are having a tough time getting beds made and out to retailers. And retailers are having a really tough time because they're on the front line trying to explain to a customer that the bed they bought last week isn't coming in and they're trying to save the sale. So here's the thing, have empathy, serve people and have good intention. So it's tough out there. This is not, this is not an easy time uh, and you have no idea what your supplier is going through. Make sure you ask that question or your retailer, for instance. Uh, so are they tripping? Are they upset because they're not getting there? But sure they are. But you're not the one who has to call the customer every single day and tell the customer that you're sorry. So just think about that as we continue to go forward. Hey, we hope you have a great rest of your conference. Do not miss Mike Magnuson's session. Mike is with goodbed.com. Mike's been on the podcast several times. His insights are always salient. That's not true. Applicable. They're not always. They're always marginal. They're not. They're, <laughs> they're always pretty good. Mike is going to talk no. about the state of disruption in the industry. He sent me his entire presentation ahead of time. He, he had it done about a month ago. And he's going to say, look, here are some ways that disruption is going to impact your business that aren't on your radar yet. So 
the mystery is out there. So what are these disruptive elements that are gonna hit the mattress industry that aren't yet on your radar and how can you make the right moves? That's Mike's sessions coming up. And there's all kinds of other great material too. You know what I like about Mike's stuff is that it's based in data. Mike's a data guy. So go check it out. By the way, Mike's got some pretty cool uh, rap videos out there too. So you gotta check that out. Yeah, pantsless. Anyway, for, for, for us and for now, we say thank you. Uh, thank you for um, listening to our show. Thank you for attending this event. Thank you for caring about this industry. And thank you for what you give to us because without that, we, uh, we wouldn't get to do this and have fun the way that we do. So have a great rest of the conference and happy selling. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. Yeah, bounce with it, bounce with it. Oh. Bounce with it, bounce with it. All right. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night yeah. Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get high you want somebody to get in your vicinity you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity from alone out of five maybe one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We, we got, got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive Hybrid is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses Oh, <laughs>